North-South Connection. Welcome back to the Temple, and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will be looking at the characters, matches, and drama that Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now bring in my co-host for the night, Jennifer Smith. How are you doing? I'm good, Logan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. It's been a long week, but uh, it's almost Friday, so uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend and celebrating the new year. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I sound ten pounds heavier at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that uh, those uh, two meals that are right back to back, pretty much uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, can be pretty devastating. So, yeah, um, whole months worth of bullshit, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you'll probably have a party and all yeah. kinds of snacks this mm-hmm. weekend so it's just uh uh this time of year is a diet killer for sure <laughs> yep um but jake uh you're here how are you doing i'm good glad to be with my trio's partners here the uh <laughs> ivalice and and <laughs> helico of uh my life oh, God. i bugged I'm, myself I, as you I did. myself as uh as a son of havoc Fan favorite son of yeah, because you, you're the most over. I mean, that yeah, definitely makes sense. gotta be right. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I was picking him because let's not forget he was a big fucking loser, and we'll get into it. He's still kind of a dork. I mean, let's be fair. That's that's true. Uh, there that is, uh, I am also about a foot and a half shorter than Angelico, so I don't know if I really fit in that role, but well, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Jenny, you're Angelico. Logan's Evilise. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'm Conan. Works. <laughs> you're conan lovely all right well tonight we'll be talking about the lucha underground episodes from april 22nd and april 29th 2015 um but as per usual before we start um jake what did you think about what we talked about last time yeah so the biggest thing we've had cooking is the trios tournament uh and i've liked what they've done with it i've kind of liked uh, the build to it um, we'll be getting into the wrap-up of it and the conclusion of the uh, trio tournament. But I agree, it's been really well done. I like the way uh, the team I joked about in the intro, uh, I do like the way they've been presented because they were co- honestly like three people I really didn't give much of a shit about. And through this tournament and all their drama, I feel like I'm actually starting to care a little bit about them. So that's been well done. Um, I kind of agree with Sean when he mentioned the last one, like the Puma booking like, I, I agree with you guys. He's been very good in ring, but the booking is just kind of... Like, I, I like the Conan storyline, but I just think they're not focused enough on it all the mm-hmm. time. And, like, him losing, and then it's, it's just a tricky thing to pull off when he doesn't speak for himself. And I think even... Not only does he not speak for himself, his you need somebody who's really good at the body language and, like, that sort of acting, and I don't think he's that great at that either. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help, but... uh yeah, it's kind of the two main things that we have cooking here. And, of course, uh, I really enjoyed the conclusion of the uh, best of five. And I kind of like the stipulation they threw out. So, for the most part, I kind of like what they what, what we have cooking for tonight. Yeah. And I feel like Puma's mask is, like, real. It doesn't have many gaps to it. So, you can't even really mm-hmm. you can't even really do facials that much either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he can't really even emit, like, uh, emotion that way either, so it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of difficult uh, even with that on top of it, so um, but Jen, Jenny, what do you think? So, you and Sean both said that it was good that Puma was in the trios tournament, but me, I was confused, like, I thought that was stupid booking as well, like, I wouldn't have put him in the tournament at all, because you knew he wasn't gonna win, so, like, I don't know. I thought that was questionable. Go along with all the questionable shit they got going on with Puma. Um, Sean's really over it. But to me, the in-ring stuff, 
is is making up for the sort of bullshit Conan storyline. That storyline has potential, but they're not advancing it at a good pace. Like they're muck, they're muddying the waters with Hernandez now, and I don't know. It's not enough focus on that to make it seem like a a good storyline. Even though I feel the potential is there, and yes, I'm ready for Puma to speak for himself now. <laughs> yes, um, we all we all want Puma to speak for sure. <laughs> Sean called our our favorite trios team Team Puck. Um, a little bit disrespectful, I feel. Um, their performances were pretty good uh, for a thrown ass together team that all hates each other. So um, I enjoy them and I'm interested to see who wins the championships tonight. I also really like the belts like Sean did. Um, mm-hmm. Sick looking belts. So those are those are sweet to win. They look good. Um, sexy star seemed to be quite an issue with you guys last time. Um, more Sean, I, but yes, <laughs> yeah, more Sean. But uh, I, I, like I said, I don't disagree with that. But mm-hmm. it's more of a waiting game at this point. Like I understand we're like twenty five eps into this, but like you said, like kind of be in it for the long haul for Sexy Star and for Puma. Is how I feel. Yeah, I was gonna say don't. Yeah, definitely don't rush into like thinking that this guy sucks just because he's not good at this point, or you know the booking's mm-hmm. not good at this point. It it gets better. Um, they get presented uh better uh throughout. So I I, f- um, I get that feeling as well. So that's why I'm I'm a little bit more patient. Yeah, yeah and and that's a good thing. So um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely agree with all y'all's points that y'all brought up. Um, and, and uh, I called them team dysfunction. That was my uh, that was oh, my okay. name that I put in, put, in, put in my notes tonight. Um, but yeah, they've really impressed me in in their match in the trios tournament. And yeah, I get not putting Puma in the uh, in the trios uh, or having that feeling that it might be dumb. Um, but I think Dario wanted his biggest stars in there, so you know he is the champion. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of have to throw him in there, but yeah, I get I get where you're coming from because he does have to lose, but he also gets pinned, so uh, not yeah. the, not the best showing for sure. Right. Um, and I, I thought uh, they had that triple threat on the last episode we talked about, and that was really really good, and Cage really impressed in that one as well. So also yeah. about the uh, best of five mm-hmm. matches, I was glad to see um, Drago be the winner there. Mm-hmm. Um. But also kind of big fuck you at the, uh, look, you get to be the number one contender, but also you can also just leave the arena forever. So, <laughs> like, oh, I busted my ass for five matches for that. Great. Mm-hmm. Fuck I you, get, Dario. I get to be champion or I get banished back or to hell. I'm, I'm gone. Like, that's <laughs> Yep. Uh, pretty fucked up, but like I like I said at the beginning, uh, Dario's uh, unique opportunities have mm. uh, a double-edged sword most of the time. So, um, but we will uh, dive into episode twenty-four to start things. It is titled uh, "Trios Champions," as we will be crowning our tr- new trios champions tonight. Um, we open with highlights of the trios tournament so far. And Dario tell us telling us how p- important it is to him and how important the trios wrestling is to Lucha Libre. Uh, we also get a look into uh, Penta and Sexy Stars a rivalry. Um, we then cut to Black Lotus uh, saying she's been training for many weeks. Doesn't know when her trainer will let her fight, but she knows she's ready. 
Uh, he then tells her her anger is her greatest weakness, but it is also her greatest strength. We then get her in kind of an action fighting scene with a bunch of randos in the dark. Uh, mm-hmm. She then She's then kind of catching her breath after she beats all their asses. Uh, and then her trainer says her opponent won't wait for her to catch her breath in a real fight. She then seems to beat him. Uh, and then she says she hates him and he turns the arm bar around on her and says she is still not ready. Um, and then Vamp and Striker welcome us in. Uh, Vamp is downright giddy to start the night. He is, uh, he's talking about this is the best record wrestling in the world. They have the best fans. And he's also excited about the trios champs getting, uh, getting, uh, um, us having the trios champ after tonight. So, um, uh, Jenny, what did you think of the black Lotus scene? And then what did you think of uh giddy vampiro to start things? Her stuff was really cool. Um, she's like writing a note. I guess, or mm-hmm. her journal, or I guess. I'm not sure who she's speaking to. Maybe I missed that part. But uh, her cinematic parts were really cool. Uh, she stomped on those randos nuts, like, really hard. It was great. <laughs> uh, she's like, I've been training for eight weeks. I'm like, that, that doesn't seem like that long, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, I two months, but yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just should have been a little bit more convincing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how how fast she's trying to be an expert at this shit, but um, yeah, I really like this scene. Uh, I liked how it looked like it was in silhouette. The fight scenes with the rando guys, mm-hmm. and um, who? What's her name of her master? Do we know his name? Uh, El Dragon Azteca is his name. Oh, okay. Uh, I liked his green suit. Mm-hmm. And him putting her in her place and telling her she's not ready yet. So it's very captivating. We need more of this. Like, I feel like this story is also being paced out in a very sparing way. That's quite annoying to me. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I think they told us his name uh, in a previous episode, but I can't remember how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one, I, I feel like they'll... You mention it, and then it takes like two or three weeks, and then they mention it again. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, but, but yeah, it, it was kind of funny that she was like, oh, after many weeks of training, I think I'm ready. Like, <laughs> no, it's going to take months and maybe years. So, um, But yeah, uh, Jake, what do you think? Oh, go ahead, Vampiro's go ahead. Uh, enthusiasm, uh, you know, it's nice. It's nice. I, it didn't bug me. Uh, I got it, you. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the show, too. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I was I was excited that he was excited, so yeah. <laughs> good to see some emotion out of him. But Jake, what'd you think? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was like the uh, her Jedi training, giving us a quick little update on what's going on, letting us know that she's not ready, which makes sense. Like you guys have mentioned, she hasn't been training that long. Doesn't really make sense that she'd be like a master or whatever yet. But I like that they give us this just to kind of keep us, uh, you know, make sure it doesn't slip from our mind, like. Keep us, uh, keep us abreast of what's going on. Yes, here. abreast. <laughs> I love that word. Right. <laughs> um, and Vamp is a fucking goober. I don't know, like him being excited. Like, even when he's excited, he's still like a four out of ten. Like, Man, this is gonna be crazy. You know, it's so crazy. He, he'll he'll get into some. Uh, he'll be on his shit in this first match. Yeah, a little bit. Just, yeah. Yeah. A, a man of uh, very few words and very little enthusiasm, but I felt like he was really <laughs> felt like he he had the uh, good juju going on tonight. The so. chemicals are hitting, yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Hell, <laughs> Barry. <laughs> um, but we'll get into our first match. It's going to be Pentagon Jr. versus Sexy Star. Um, to start, Pena misses on a charge and Sexy hits a drop kick. Uh, she then starts kicking and ramming his head into the mat. Uh, she gets uh, gets him up and hits a big chop. Penta then hits a super kick and a six a sick kick on a rollover attempt by Star. Penta then trash talks and delivers another super kick. He then charges into the corner but gets tripped up and Star uh, does the Spike Dudley stomp that uh, Jake loves so much on Ruthlessly Aggressive. So uh, I had to point that out. Um, she then hits a slingshot Bronco Buster. They both get back up, and Penta hits a nasty kick to the spine, and then another one to the ribs. Penta then rams his shoulder into her ribs in the corner before running to the other corner, but she's right behind him. She then gets dumped to the apron. Uh, she hits a forearm and then dive, hits a dive onto Penta, but he catches her in midair and does a sit-out pedigree. Goes for the arm break, but Star is able to slip out. She rolls out uh, to, and he follows her, but it was a ploy as she was baiting him to get back in the ring so she could hit a tornado DDT. Uh, she then kicks him to the outside and hits a suicide senton through the middle rope. Uh, back in, she charges at him to, to hit a hurricane rana, but Penta turns it into a lung blower. He gets her up and does another one, uh, and then he goes for the arm break again, and she again slips out. Uh, she is then able to turn a tilt-a-whirl into a backstabber, and she gets the shocking win over Pentagon. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of this one? Hell yeah, finally some good booking here. I mean, I'm sure Sean will hate this, but because uh, I don't, he called her quite botchy last time. I, I didn't watch those matches, but I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't see a lot of botches here. I mean, I thought she looked pretty sharp. It looked like an actual fight, an actual intergender fight. Uh, which I love, and uh, I was shocked that she won. I was stoked that she won, and uh, also I feel that flesh-colored underwear is quite a choice for her. Maybe (laughs) she would want to rethink that because it was quite jarring at points because she's wearing like a skirt, and it comes up quite a bit, and uh, she looks naked, okay? She looks naked under there, but anyway... (laughs) Um, Bucky Nicky, you could say. Y- yep. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this match, and I did two and three quarter stars. Gotcha, Jake. What'd you think? Um, my toxic trait is that I agree with Sean. Uh, uh... Somewhat, not somewhat. So here's my thing. So I don't really have a problem with her. Like I don't dislike Sexy Star. I just don't think that she's been built up enough to to justify this really like like pent has been shown to be like one of the most dominant people so far like breaking like bones if you were to ask me yeah exactly like he's been put over strong like he's a monster yeah breaking people's arms like unstoppable he gets in the team with all these other people and like tries to like carry the team by himself like that's been his whole thing and sexy star has been like when she's winning it's kind of like everything is she stealing and i know that's kind of what they go back to here but i don't think pent is the right person to to do this with uh I just like what they did in the match is okay and but i just don't feel like she's been built up enough to where like she can escape the arm breaker that many times you know like it just felt very forced to me like it almost felt like they're trying to get her over so it's like yeah we'll put her against pinta and she'll be pinto be a big deal but instead of it coming off that way it felt kind of anticlimactic like the match didn't quite live up to the big payoff like i should like i should be behind her and think like man this is a big deal that she won this but it just didn't feel like they earned it 
And it's kind of been one of the critiques we've had of them with a lot of stuff is they kind of won't sometimes go straight into things that they haven't quite built up enough to really earn it. So that was, but the match itself was okay. Like he's giving it to her, uh, like she's coming back at him, reversing things and just kind of hangs in there until she could steal it, which I know, like I said, they've kind of built that up, but she was like kicking out of shit. Like he does a pop-up power bomb. She kicks Mm -hmm. out of that. Um, I mean, those are big Penta moves and he's been built up strong and she's just kind of kicking out of it. I don't know. I don't quite agree with the, uh, again, it just felt forced. And I'm not like, I don't think she's like a horrible wrestler or anything. I, that's one point where I like, don't quite go with Sean, but I don't like the booking of it. Um, so I ended up going two on it. Uh, Vampiro, the thing. So in this one, he like dead <laughs> serious. Too. He says he like cuts off striker. He's like, no, he's like, listen, Back, you know, hundreds of years ago, the tribes they would sacrifice a female to the gods. This was like, it's like he's clearly just pulling shit out of his ass, like making things up. He also, like, out of nowhere, he gets real serious. He's like, wait, he's like, I don't know if I should say this, but uh, sexy star, like, she, uh, you know, she contemplated suicide, man. I'm like, what does this have to do with mm-hmm. anything? Like, like they're they must be in the back. Like, why is he saying this? Because they put so much care in Lucha Underground into like the characters' backstories. He's just throwing up details that like she like just out of nowhere. Like she tried to kill herself. It's just settle down, vamp. Uh, let's, yeah, let's settle down. So he's trying to make things feel bigger, but he's just giving like unnecessary and kind of just bullshitty details. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's a lot out of pocket. Yeah, he's like, she's been abused all of her life. She's constantly been beat up by men. And it's like, good God, Vamp, settle down. Um, But I I would probably go somewhere in the middle of y'all two. Um, I did like the match. I thought it was well-worked and all that kind of stuff. I do kind of agree with Jake that she hasn't been built up enough to be able to kick out of that many big moves and maybe slip out of the arm break more than once. Her character will and will always be that she is resilient and she you know isn't the biggest she isn't the strongest she's gonna have these matches and she's gonna win a lot of her matches by kind of being the upset or you know the underdog she's gonna she's gonna win a lot of matches with roll-ups because she just that's that's who she is that's like Mm -hmm. what she'll always be um but yeah, I, I I do I do kind of agree that maybe she hasn't been built to the point where she's had a match where she's kicked out of big moves before. So uh, as you're trying to build Penta at this point, which he's been killing guys and breaking arms and stuff like that, so um, I feel like this was kind of like a misstep in his his ascension because I feel like he's been doing really good stuff lately and we really liked what he's done. So maybe just you kind of sacrifice him moving his way up to kind of give her an upset win. So it's a little, it's a little strange, but I I definitely get both sides, but I'd probably go two and a quarter on it. uh, Just kind of a little bit between you two guys, but uh, I definitely get both sides for sure. Um, But we will move from there. Uh, We get Mundo working out backstage and Alberto walks in. Alberto asked him uh, about his big tree. (laughs) Um. <laughs> Ask him about his big trios match uh, tonight, uh, and then he remembers that he's actually not in the match. Uh, <laughs> says M- Mundo is one of the main reasons Alberto came here. Uh, says him being uh, his match with Puma being a near perfect match really impressed him. Uh, surprised he couldn't beat uh, Puma in Aztec Warfare though and win the title. Says Mundo has changed companies, but that brass ring continues to still be out of his reach. Mundo then says he's not just some guy to slap around. 
Alberto then tells him that he needs to chill out and walks away. Uh, so, uh, Jake, what do you think of this little Mundo Alberto face off? Yeah, I mean, it was just Alberto like trolling him, but Johnny Mundo, he like he sounds like a dub from like a kung fu movie. Like his cadence <laughs> is like the strangest. Like the line you just said, he's like, "I'm not just some guy you can slap around." Like the pauses are like, like I don't know what he's doing. Like just say it like normal. Like, like why is he so weird? It's just why is he so weird? Like why can't he just talk like a person? Like you know, like Alberto's like talking to yeah, he's talking to him. He's like he's like you know you've never won the big one. He's like hey, I'm not just some guy you could slap around <laughs> he's just so unnatural oh man uh jenny what'd you think <laughs> apparently you thought it was pretty funny <laughs> i thought it was hilarious did you see the fucking exercise he was doing in the fucking falling so down gym <laughs> okay so he's under like a like a squat like a smith machine thing but he's doing it like a one arm pull up where he's laying down and then his other hand has a barbell that he's reaching up so it's just the most awkward exercise i've ever seen in my life i'm like what are you doing like <laughs> it's like when they started filming like okay uh pick the right. stupidest shit you could ever pick instead of <laughs> doing the gym and that's what he's doing and there's just like these broken down lockers with fucking graffiti on it everywhere. Like this gym's terrible. It's as bad as the bathrooms. And then Alberto just comes in there to talk shit. Um, Mundo is like, you're very, you're interrupting this very important workout that I'm doing just to talk shit. And I'm not just some guy you could slap around. Like, all right. You don't know how to work. I wish out, you would have slapped. I wish you would have slapped him after he said I that. Thought about that. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But yes, uh, the temple is very dirty uh, all around. Uh, yes, no matter what room you're in. Um, it was probably good that uh, Aerostar was on the roof on the last episode because uh, he he could uh, d d get out of the disgustingness that is the temple. So, and they um, film it like bad boy style or something. They're just circling <laughs> them as they're like talking oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and oh god it's like quit spinning this is already terrible alberta alberto and uh johnny mundo is a, a very uh, bad buddy cop movie that i don't need yeah, to see so no, same. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm all set with that yeah absolutely um but we will move there to our trio's final uh is it is going to be tejano cage and cuerno versus angelico havoc and evilise and they're going to be taking on Killshot, Rick, and Mac. So, uh, big match, uh, big triple threat. Um, I'm probably not going to be the be best on play-by-play -play on this one, but I'm going to do my best. Um, but Angelico, Killshot, and Cage start things out. Uh, Killshot and Angelico obviously team up early to kind of take out the bigger guy. They're successful at first, uh, but only for a short time. He then comes back and nails them in, nails them with double clotheslines and a double suplex. Tejano then gets is in with a big chop. He and Cuerno do a double team wheel, wheelbarrow code breaker. Uh, Cuerno is then in uh, and they hit a flapjack into a big knee. Uh, Cuerno is then finally tagged in and he continues uh, picking apart Killshot and Angelico, kind of going back and forth to make sure both of them can't get a tag in. Uh, they once again do the flat, flapjack into the knee, but Cuerno seems to hurt his knee on this one. Uh, it kind of uh, jammed into the mat, it seemed like. Uh, Tejano then tag, gets tagged in. And Killshot hits him with a running double knee strike. 
Ivelisse then kicks Cuerno's bad knee from the apron, allowing a helico to hit his uh, little breakdance kick that he does. Mac and Havoc then both get tagged in. They take out both Cuerno and Tejano. Mac hits a senton dive out onto Tejano. Um, Havoc then fakes a dive at Cuerno, but then gets crushed in the ring by a clothesline by Cage. Ivelisse then dives out onto Cuerno. Um, Rick and Cage then face off the two big guys. They sl- have a slugfest, uh, eventually leading to a power slam by Cage. Uh, Cage then goes up to the top and hits a moonsault to the outside on pretty much everyone except maybe two or three guys. Um, Cage then brings a helico back in, but Rick crushes him with a clothesline as soon as he gets in the ring. Uh, running knee by Angelico to Rick. A strike exchange between uh, Tejano and Angelico leads outside where Angelico hits a running knee and uh, and he actually knocks uh, Tejano into Davari, who's been in the crowd the last two or three weeks. Uh, Davari then attacks Tejano, throwing him into the, all of the ringside chairs, just destroying the ringside seating area. Um, Tejano then rolls back into the ring, is quickly hit by the double stomp uh, by Killshot, and Tejano's team is the first team to be eliminated. I didn't mention that at the first, but this is actually elimination. So, um, you know, Cage, Cuerno, and uh, Tejano were probably the favorites coming into this, considering they've been pushed a little bit more than uh, the other guys so far. But I'll kind of stop here uh, and go go to both of you. Um, Jenny, what did you think of kind of the first part of this match? So... Who, who is Davari? I don't know who this guy in the crowd is. So Davari was a, uh, they had a character in WWE named Muhammad Hassan. He was his kind of handler, uh, manager. Uh, uh, and then he kind of broke away and was in the cruiserweight division for a little bit, but he was never more than like a kind of velocity, kind of lower tier guy, um, after Muhammad left, but he, he was, he was in WWE for a while. I think he's actually an agent there now. So he's kind of a backstage guy, but yeah, he's he's been around. Yeah, that was just confusing. I'm like, why are we doing this in the middle of this fucking <laughs> championship match? Like, I don't know this guy, but mm. I could tell he was supposed to be somebody. So, mm. um, kind of a low level guy to like be, kind of randomly sticking in this pretty important match. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I didn't enjoy that very much, but. Uh, I think the Mac is so fun. The Mac, Mac, I don't know what we're calling it. You can call him whatever. <laughs> okay. I think he's so fun. Like, he's the best one in the, in the groups to me. Like, and they do a really good job at mixing up. Uh, you get to see a lot of different um, fights, you know, kind of going on at the same time. A lot of switching up between the teams. Um, so, I it's kind of balls to the wall as it should be in a, in a big match like this. I got you. Um, Jake, what'd you kind of think of this little first part uh, when we got our first elimination? Yeah, I dug it. The action's real good. Cage is awesome as he's been like, uh, eats a scoop slam at one point in this. That was really great that I noted. Um, I like the, the big lads wrestling moment with uh, Rick and cage going at it, slapping meat. That was nice. <laughs> um, and Helico starting to win me over just because I feel like he has a little more juice to what he's doing. And um, we'll get to it later. Obviously, has a big spot later. But, like, I don't know. It just feels like he's – I feel like in a lot of his matches, it felt very, like, uh, exhibition-y. And here, yeah. I, because the match has some heat to it, I feel like there's a little bit more oomph to what he's doing. Like, it feels like he's wrestling more of the purpose. Uh, and um, I like in the beginning, they uh, – I like the way they did this where clearly, like, Cage's team is the dominant team. And they have the most talent, but then this whole Davari thing, which I, it was kind of tropey, and I didn't love it. But uh, 
I did think it was an effective way to eliminate like a team that on paper should be winning this. Like you probably need something in there. And then you kind of protect cage cause he's getting eliminated, but he's not taking the pin. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets better treatment than Pumar champion, but that's here and there. there. Um, so I thought that was an effective way to kind of get this team. that probably should be the winners of this, but you don't want them to, cause they're probably doing more important things. And uh, like Charles asking why Tejano still here. Here's a good reason to have him because he can, uh, Eat the pin. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I like the way this was all put together. And um, I thought it was a smart move to get that team out of the way because now I feel like it's, as you go into the second part of this, you could easily see either one of these teams winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, um, I think Davari had had a uh, TNA run by this point as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I said, he was just kind of an X division cruiserweight kind of guy. Uh, Never had really right. any big programs or anything, but um, it's just like a promotion like this. If they they're going to try and milk any name value they can out of mm. you know anybody they can grab, I guess. Yeah, anybody that existed in WWE, they're going to try and get and put, put you know make them seem like they're a huge star and stuff like that. So mm. I mean, you can't big wreck. You can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do it at another point in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, but to start the second half of the match, uh, they come back from commercial and Rick and Killshot are working over Angelico. Uh, Mac is then tagged in and hits a huge chop and a big clothesline. He tags Killshot back in and they do a double team and then Killshot hits a nasty jumping sidekick. Rick is then in with a big elbow and Helico tries to break away, but Rick's power and brute force is just too much for him. Uh, Mac then scores with a big elbow from the top rope. He hits the big Macho Man elbow, and it's super awesome uh, just seeing him fly. Uh, and Helico is then able to uh, avoid multiple attacks in the corner before Killshot hits him with a back suplex into the double knees. Uh, Havoc then decides that he's had enough and just comes in anyways. After uh, a brief strike exchange, Killshot hits a standing Spanish fly. Uh, he then goes for a poison rhino off the top rope, but Havoc, Havoc is able to hold on. Ivelisse then dives out onto the Mac and Rick, but is caught. In the ring, Havoc hits a leaping poison rhino on Killshot and then immediately hits a suicide dive into the three on the outside of the ring. And then back in the ring, and Helico sneaks up on uh, Killshot and hits his razor's edge buckle bomb, and they get the win, and they are seemingly our new trios champions. So uh, Jake, what'd you think of the second half of the match? Yeah, it was pretty good too. Like I thought they amped up and down really well throughout this. Like they were kind of slow down for a minute, then start hitting some big spots. Um, and I just, I thought the dynamic was really good. Like kill shot and the Mac are really good. And then big Rick is obviously like the leader. Um, and I like that the, you know, like we have this team that the whole story has been that they like can't coexist because all their drama but then it's like Rick fucks himself because he's being cocky and he kind of could have had the match won and he kind of makes that crucial mistake. And then, you know, like this ragtag team kind of holds himself together just long enough to like pull this out, which I thought was a pretty fun, like little story for the end of this. And it's a fun team to have win. Um, as they've like, you know, like they've starting to get over the crowds getting behind them. And it's, I think of all the teams they had, this is probably the best choice because it's getting all these people over. Like, um, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen next will even do a better job of it. But the crowd's into it. Like, when they win, the crowd is like, is lit for it. And I thought it was a good team to have them win because the crowd is, you know, doesn't like Big Rick and he's being a cocky asshole and it costs them. So 
Um, this whole I, I didn't wasn't sure we're rating this, but I if we are rating this like the actual match match this, I went three and a quarter. Like I didn't think this was anything like amazing, but I thought the the whole story that they told throughout both parts of this match uh worked pretty well. I think we've seen maybe some better wrestling overall in Lucha Underground, but I thought it was some really good, like a well put together little uh story they had. Yeah, you can rate this match since it's kind of they kind of separate what what this and what we're going to talk about next. But uh, Jenny, what do you think? Remember when uh, Dario put these little ragtag group together and they were like, what? And then we all laughed and it was so funny. Like, they're so fucked up. And then they put together like a really over little team all of a sudden. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm into the wrestling. The crowd's really into them. Ivelisse well, hopping around her one leg. She's injured most of the match. So the, it's a little bit annoying there. Mm-hmm. Um, she she sort of uh, redeems herself uh, by the end of the next little part, but um, a lot of a lot of good storytelling here. Like it, I can't believe Son of Havoc is just having like chance. Like that blows my mind. Like because everybody seemed to hate him until now. Until now. Um, so thanks, Big Rick, for our huge <laughs> turn here. <laughs> and also thanks for wearing those pants in the ring, because I really enjoy gray sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, they are uh, quite amazing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what would you rate it? I did three and a quarter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably uh, about where I would go as well. Um Get rid or get used to uh, Ivelisse's chronically broken foot. Oh, leg, great! Uh, right. knee, so, um, <laughs> that will hamper her for the entire show. So, um, oh, nice. Get get used to uh, uh, seeing seeing that for sure. Nivelisse. Um, <laughs> no, no, Nivelisse is more like it, right? Um, but no, yeah, the match was really great. Um, like Jake said, I don't think it was quite the best one we've seen, but uh, or the one we will see uh, throughout out um but uh definitely a really great match a lot of great guys in there uh, i think it was a bold choice to um take out the favorite team uh you know the team that everybody thought would win uh first um and i but i, I do think that the other guys uh really pulled it together at the end and and had a really great match uh to kind of close things off and yeah you know team dysfunction uh seemed to pull pull it together when it mattered most so mm-hmm. um Glad to see them uh, pull it out. But Dario comes out after the match. Uh, he kind of pulls a Bischoff from our last episode of uh, Ruthlessly Aggressive uh, Jake and comes out immediately after the three count <laughs> uh, happens. Uh, he congratulates them, says he couldn't believe that they won. Uh, he, but he says the tourney is not over yet as there is one more team that he has personally selected. He brings out his boys, the crew. The Baldies. The Lucha oh Baldies. For our final match, and it is no disqualification. So we get our main event match of the crew versus Team Dysfunction. Uh, seemingly the champs, but not quite yet. Um, the crew jumped them like wild dogs and beat them down. Beat them down immediately. Uh, really, really take it to them as they're already kind of beaten down from the previous match. Uh, they get the injured Evilise in the ring and seem to be about to take her out, but Havoc actually comes in and makes the save. They then start double teaming Havoc. Uh, Bale and Helico then fight up the stairs, and uh, Bale actually backdrops him onto Dario's uh, office roof. Um, 
Cisco and Havoc then battle in the crowd. Uh, they actually almost kill each other on a botched suplex attempt. So uh, that almost got a little scary there for a little bit. Uh, Havoc then actually climbs back into the crowd and moonsaults back onto uh, Cisco. Um, Bale is then back in the ring uh, with Castro and a helico hits possibly one of the greatest dives in the history of yes. wrestling mm-hmm. off of Dario's office into the ring and takes both of them out. Ivelisse then grabs the kendo stick and starts teeing off on all of the crew and Helico and Havoc then hit dueling top rope attacks and they win the match and they get the trios titles after all. So despite Dario stacking the deck, Team Dysfunction wins the trios championships uh, and hold them high at the end of the show. So uh, Jenny, what'd you think of this match? Well, I, I was a little annoyed with Dario. He comes out of his office look like he was getting a blowjob in there during the whole match. <laughs> and like, it's like, oh. Because we know he was taking yes. a dump. I was oh, yeah, the last yeah, yeah. episode. Um, he was getting blown doing blows, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, something was happening. Um, Lotus was training or something. But, oh, yeah. Uh, so, and then announce it is the crew. That's even more annoying. Like, ah, what? Okay, like I, it's I'm such a mark. Okay, so that he is so evil that he's perfect, and I hate him. Like Dario, like <laughs> like his little bullshit tactics is is so over the top. You know, like wrestling promoter guy, like trying to trick you, and like I don't know. It's just, um, but. Anyway, he's a character, and I. But anyway, I hate the crew. So, um, <laughs> even more on team dysfunction side at this point. And then mm-hmm. that fucking dive from Angelico was beautiful. Um, I don't. Why didn't they replay it like seventeen times? I kept wanting to see it again and again, but they never would replay it. I'm like, well, shit. Um, Replay's not in the budget at this point, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> Because it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally, Ivelisse gets to unload with uh, the the kendo stick. So I like that a lot. And I, I really like their um, kind of double team pins to win the match. Huge pop and huge celebration. Like, as annoyed as I was by the crew's arrival, they at least had a really good match. So, and even further made the story that much amazing more amazing uh for our our crazy weird team that somehow pulled it out so i really liked the ending yeah i was i think it was a really good booking choice because you know Mm -hmm. nobody likes the crew uh the crowd absolutely can't stand them and they've gotten a lot a lot behind team dysfunction but Mm -hmm. they uh are are really behind them at this point so i think it was really good idea to kind of throw out the worst possible team you could throw out there uh, for there for their fans uh so they could even get more behind the uh faces that end up winning this thing but jake what'd you think of the uh second match here yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. Like, it was perfect. This whole thing was so perfectly done. Like, because, like, it puts you in full mark mode. Because I'm like, oh, yes. no, they're not good. All of the team that I thought were like a bunch of dopes like four weeks ago. And now I'm like, no, you can't have the Baldies take it from them. This is bullshit. Like, you know, I'm hook, line, not and sinker. Like, behind, right. Yeah. I'm hook, line, and sinker, like, behind these three fools that were like, like <laughs> idiots. 
And now I'm like root for I'm like, no, they can't get screwed. Like, and just I love that it was totally different from the the um the trios match. Like this is just like a full like almost has that like concession stand brawl energy where it's like everyone's all over the place. You got Havoc nearly breaking his neck, flinging off the rail. Um, there's kendo sticks. Evil Lisa's is like hobbling around like she's a yeah. peg leg. Like it was just like pure chaos and Helico diving off the thing. And uh, like you said, Logan, it's you know the crowd's not gonna root for the crew. And uh, kudos to you for knowing all their names. That's a uh, good work. Good. Yeah, no idea. Uh, You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> but they were the perfect like um, just jamokes to throw out there for everyone to get even more behind them. The odds are stacked against them. Um, but I just love, I love them pulling out of the end. Like I said, you have Angelico doing this crazy dive at the end when they're ringing the bell, Evelise is hobbling around. It's just a fantastic moment. And it like fits them so well. And like the perfect chance for this. Cause you're like, okay, now they're champs, but like, how long can they keep this going? How long are they be able to coexist? There's some good, like drama to this. So it's, uh, I thought I didn't really raise a match, but I thought this was a really awesome capper to the match and just had a totally different energy to what we saw in the actual title match yeah definitely um remembering the uh crew's names is uh that's one of the things that striker is very helpful for um because he, he he is good at remembering which one is which so uh, i i definitely rely on him a lot for uh knowing who's uh fighting who for sure uh when it comes to them so um but jake i'll stick with you what'd you kind of think of this whole episode yeah, obviously I didn't like the Penta booking at the beginning, but really the whole rest of the show was this, uh, the trios and the payoff to the tournament, which, I mean, it paid off awesome. I mean, you got three people over um, who, like I said a bunch of times, were like nobodies a few weeks ago, and now the crowd's behind them and they're they're kind of legitimized. And so I went 7 out of 10 because I thought this whole thing between the ending segment and the actual title match was all super well done, and that was a good, like, I don't know, 80% of the show. So I'm not going to dock it too much for not being a fan of how Penta was booked. Oh, yeah, I definitely understand. Um, Jenny, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I'm going to do the eight. Look, I, I really liked the conclusion of the tournament. Uh, I liked our winners. That dive was fucking sick. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, cinematic aspects that we got in this. And then um, Sexy Star winning was huge for me. So... Eight out of ten. Yeah, I think I would go eight as well. Both trios matches are really good. Um, as much as the Penta booking didn't make sense, uh, I do think the match was good. Uh, hope that uh, Sexy Star will be presented uh, better like she was in that match um, going forward as well. So, And maybe Penta will get back on that uh, winning track and start uh, breaking more arms and stuff like that. So... Uh, we'll see as we go forward. And then, like you said, the Lotus cinematic scene was really well done. So, um, But we will move from there uh, to episode 25. It is titled The Way of the Drago. Um, we open with highlights of the trios tournament uh, and Team Dysfunction winning the belts uh, last week. We also get highlights of Drago winning the best of five and learning what his new unique opportunity is tonight. Um, we then get Dario with the crew, tells them last week was a layup and they missed it. Or he kind of describes what a layup is, and then he says last, last week was a layup. Uh, layup he, is something he, very easy. <laughs> Impossible to miss. Um, he then uh, leads them into a room, uh, says he's going to give them some motivation, uh, introduces them to his brother, the monster Matanza. 
um, says if they disappoint him again, they'll do their apologizing in the cage with Matanza. So uh, super, super intense scene there. Um, Sergio Mendoza then plays us into the temple. Uh, they are uh, jamming. Uh, and Vamp and Striker are jamming as well. Uh, they hype up the big title match tonight between Puma and Drago. Um, but uh, Jake, what'd you think of the Dario and Crew little com- conversation there? D- Dario is on his bullshit, and that's what the layup <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, you see, like he's like mansplaining. He mansplained it. Crew. That's exactly what my nose <laughs> and says. Then he said, and then he said, um, he says, like you couldn't beat two losers in a game. <laughs> <laughs> incredible and he's like look at my man in this cage like it's just so he's such a freak uh, <laughs> he, he's becoming more and more like just like the ultimate like evil villain he's like uh, so ridiculous yeah and, like I, I feel like at yeah. first he he wasn't so over like he was more slick or whatever he was like more trying to hide this thing in the cage but now he's taking people in there to intimidate them with the thing in the cage so he's just kind of growing as a character as well i don't know if he said that he's his brother before but yes uh, i don't think he has i don't think he has either but yes the monster is his uh brother in fact so um that is a new little aspect we learned here um kind of in a throwaway scene i mean it was you know he he kind of was you know letting the crew know uh that he means business and if they've you know, disappoint him again. Well, he will uh, well, feed him to the monster. To my cage, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that definitely an interesting little uh, little uh, detail in a, in a probably mostly throwaway segment there. Um, but we'll move from there to our first match of the night is going to be Killshot versus Phoenix. Uh, we open with a handshake, so a little bit of respect shown to start things. Mm-hmm. Um, we start with a knuckle lock where both trade holds back and forth uh, until Phoenix drop kicks him out of the ring. He then fakes uh, one dive only to jump from the apron and hit a Hurricane Rana on the floor. Uh, Killshot then is back in the ring and hits a drop kick, which knocks Phoenix to the outside. He then hits a corkscrew dive to, back to the outside. Back in, they trade reversals before they seem to miscommunicate a little bit. Uh, they have a little bit of a botch there, it seems, uh, before Phoenix just kind of kicks him in the stomach uh, randomly. Um, he then hits multiple slaps before he uh, he goes for a springboard DDT, only to get reversed into a deadlift suplex. They then trade kicks before trading reversals, uh, leading to a kill shot hitting a rolling cutter. Kill shot then wins another reversal exchange uh, with his Toss up double knees to the back, only gets two on that. But uh, backup Phoenix reverses a whip and hits two running knees in the corner. They then battle uh, in a series of strikes and reversals uh, before Phoenix kicks Killshot on the top rope before hitting his sit out tombstone for the win. Um, so, Jenny, what'd you think of this uh, opener between Killshot and Phoenix? I love Phoenix, I really like Killshot. They were a step off, you know, mm-hmm. they, um, like, they have good chemistry, but it's like they couldn't really get, they couldn't really line up. I don't know. There was something missing for me on this, uh, something of a wow factor. I don't know, but, uh, drag, uh, Phoenix wrestles with more confidence usually than this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just thought it had a strange vibe. Um, and it seemed like a throwaway match. Like nothing seemed to really come out of this. So I did two and a half. 
Um, I didn't hate it, but there's some good kickouts, um, good kicks, but yeah, not not a great opener for me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I think we get spoiled by the fact that everything seemingly has a story. So when there's just like a kind of an exhibition match and it's mm. kind of not like the greatest thing you've ever seen, it's kind of like, mm, OK, uh, on to the next one. So um, mm. but uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me because uh, I was wondering if I was going to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I was going to be underselling this, but I kind of the same thing. It felt very much like a like a spot fest match, where just not, you know, that's fine. But it just, I would Jenny. If I think my thing was like, it didn't seem like anything flowed well together. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like somebody would hit a spot, you would cut them off on the next one, like, and then hit another spot. Like there was really no momentum to it. Like it didn't feel much like a match. Just Even like the spots do- in the spot mm-hmm. fest are usually kind of more than what we got. Yeah. Right. And I think, like, when we're so used to seeing, like, Phoenix, like, he and Puma or something, like, everything flows so well. Like, mm-hmm. and these guys, like, Drago, like, they work the spots in, but it all flows so well, and it kind of builds on each other, where this felt very just, like, them doing moves, mm-hmm. um, which some of them were cool, and some of them were whatever, but when you're so used to seeing, like, these guys that can just, like, do this stuff so seamlessly, like, I didn't feel like there were any transitions, maybe that's one, but I'm kind of with you. I went two and a half. It almost felt like a glorified, like, enhancement match for Phoenix, really, who mm-hmm. has kind of been a little more low-key lately. He's been a little bit, I mean, he was kind of one of our top guys, I feel like, when we first started the show, and he's kind of been a bit on the back burner, I feel like. Yeah, ever since he uh, buried M- Mil Muertes, he uh, seems kind of mm-hmm. aimless, so. Um, I do yeah. like the fire driver, though, that uh, that finished yeah, me too. pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that move a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, like you said, kind of in a, a spot fest, it usually has the spots seem to like have a little bit more to them. Mm. Uh, I don't really feel like they hit that big move. Uh, I, there was a couple of dives that were pretty cool, but I don't really think they, I felt like they held back a little bit. I felt like mm. they have more in the tank that maybe if they had a future match, they could kind of pull out and have, uh, it would be a lot more exciting and stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely think it seemed like they were holding something back. Uh, I don't know if it was, you know, they were told to hold it back or if they just kind of did, uh, I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, definitely, um, good, but disappointing at the same time. So, um, I, I definitely agree. Um, but we'll move from there. Uh, we go back to the dirty bathroom, uh, Sean's <laughs> favorite area. Um, <laughs> Dario finds Drago there. Uh, Dar- uh, Drago's always in the bathroom for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> He's getting Blumpkins nonstop. <laughs> um, Dario uh, says that Drago never thanked him, uh, and he understands him being upset at the stipulation. Uh, he knows how important gold is to dragons and all the stories he was told as a child, so he uh, knows Drago feels the same way about the Lucha Underground Championship. Uh, says he hasn't thanked him yet, but by the end of the night, he thinks that Drago will end up thanking him. Um, we then go to Puma in his locker room. Dario then comes in and talks to him. Says he knows Puma does, uh, doesn't does feel good about the possibility of ending a man's career. He says weak people worry about the feelings of their opponents, but warriors only care about victory. And Dario knows his champion is a warrior. Uh, Dario then walks away and kind of runs into Hernandez. Hernandez then comes in and says, what is this about him basically being put in a handicap match tonight? Uh, Dario then says he will make the match fair. He'll give uh, he'll give Cage and Cuerno a singular motivation, is and is, that is to make the three-way tonight a number one contendership match 
for the Lucha Underground title. Um, we'll stop there before we get to our next thing. But uh, Jake, what do you think of the dirty bathroom scene with Drago and the <laughs> with Puma? <laughs> Maybe he's only sick because he's in this temple all the time. Uh, <laughs> he like all the bacteria. The best he has, he has asbestos poisoning or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was good, like uh, Dario being, you know, scheming self, like. He's using Drago kind of like a pawn to see if he can, you know, fuck with Puma some more. It's almost like a low-key, like, um, he doesn't think Puma should be his champion, so he keeps trying to put him in these positions to screw him over. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he... The first time I noticed, he kind of looks like John Stamos. When they zoom out, like, from far away, <laughs> Dario kind of looks like John Stamos. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, And then, like, Hernandez, I, I felt like that was a little bit uh, like mm. tacked on at the end mm. like him being in the handy which it fits as when we get to the match that all seems very thrown together but it was like him coming in there just i didn't feel like it needed to happen i think he should have just stuck with him you know being the puppet master pulling the strings with drago and all but um yeah he's such an asshole tell him he should be thankful it's ridiculous <laughs> jenny what'd you think of these couple scenes yeah He's doing a pep talk slash uh, passive aggression, mm-hmm. like bullshit session with Drago, and he just sticks out his tongue at him in the mirror. That's mm-hmm. Right, great. this passive aggression against these people who don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just running his mouth, and they're just like saying nothing. Uh, yes, the Hernandez shit. I'm done. Like I'm no thank you. I don't <laughs> care. I, I don't care about that guy. The Conan connection does not help. And yeah, Dario's really fucking with Puma's head, or at least trying to. Maybe he's trying to get him to say something eventually. I don't know. But I like Dario being in the grimy places and mixing it up and adding to his sinister nature here. Mm -hmm. And apparently always taking a shit for some reason. Well, yeah. Uh, Um, but yeah, very, two very uh, good scenes. I feel like you know, like y'all said, he kind of played both guys against each other. Uh, tried to tried to motivate them, but also uh, try to get the uh, war- bad side of, of one one or both of them at the same time, seeing which one will kind of break first. Um, but we then move on, and we are apparently going to get a four way match. It's going to be Vinny Massaro, Vinny Massaro, our Hennis, uh, Ricky Mandel, and Famous B. Uh, the thing that all all these guys have in common is they were all uh, arm break victims I love of that. Uh, Pentagon Jr. Like uh, a support group coming together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do we jerk off, you guys? Let's jerk uh, off. So mad at this guy. Let's beat each other up. <laughs> um, but before it can start, Tejano emerges, uh, cleans the ring of all the jobbers and the ref even. He even throws the ref out too. <laughs> Um, grabs the mic, says he doesn't know who to attack him last week or who that guy was. Uh, but if he wants to fight, he invites him to the temple and he will give him the beating of his life. Um, we then go outside of the temple, a place we haven't really been yet. Uh, we get another scene outside where a random man with an Aztec pride shirt uh, comes up. It says he's been waiting outside for a week to talk to Daria. So he's been out there all week. Uh, Dario offers to give him an autograph or a spot in the crowd. 
the man says, nah, he wants to compete. He's not here to get an autograph or be a fan. He introduces himself as Marty the Moth Martinez. Says he has Aztec blood running through his vein, and the moth is his spirit animal. Uh, Dario says he loves his passion, but he's afraid if he lets him uh, compete, he will be squashed uh, like his name, the moth. Uh, he then walks back inside and locks Marty out of the temple. So, uh, Jake, what'd you think of the uh, four-way attack and then the uh, conversation outside? I really didn't. I mean, I really didn't give a shit, honestly, about Tejano and Davari. <laughs> like, I don't really care about either one of them. So it's kind of like, it's really not a whole lot. It's just so paint by numbers. Like, hey, you cost me whatever match I come out. I was much more in- entertained by, like, the four jobber guys who all got fucked up by Penta. Like... <laughs> Having like the Penta Victim Invitational. Uh, Marty the Moth, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. Not sure where they're going with this. I mean, he was entertaining in that role, like as this crazed lunatic trying to get in. But uh, I, I guess I'll have to see how it plays out uh, to really be able to judge. This is just kind of introducing him as a uh, character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, what do you think? This was very weird. Uh, uh, they go through the whole effort of putting four guys out there talking about their injuries and shit and then old Tano comes in there ruins everything so like this is lame like I don't care about this um old, old Marty the Moth is interesting uh Dario looked like he was going out to have a smoke and then got accosted by this guy and got very annoyed by him which was funny to me um but yeah uh uh, I don't know. I don't know. This was, <laughs> this was not not Dario's best work. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, Marty the Moth uh, is a new character that we will we were introduced to here, but um, he will hang around for sure. Um, okay. But we will then move to our next match. It's going to be the three way to be the number one contendership or number one contender for the Lucha Underground Championship between Hernandez. Cage and King Cuerno. As predicted, Cuerno and Cage team up uh, early to take out Hernandez until the first one goes for the pin and then they go for each other. Uh, a sick German suplex by Cage on Cuerno. An awesome uh, slingshot clothesline uh, by Hernandez on both guys. A big chop by Cuerno followed by uh, Hernandez hitting a big shoulder block. Cage and Cuerno then hit the flapjack into the knee combo that he had done the previous week. Uh, Cage then tosses Cuerno onto Hernandez. Uh, Cage then misses a discus clothesline, and Hernandez hits him with a big boot. Uh, He then hits Cuerno with a torture rack slam. The moth then emerges from the crowd, and all three guys just seemingly whoop his ass after that and kind of take him out. Uh, Hernandez then knocks Cage out of the ring uh, with a drop kick to his back. And then he gets a sit-out dominator on Cuerno and gets the win. So Hernandez is the new number one contender. Um, so, Jenny, what did you think of this three-way? Lame. Gross. I hated <laughs> it. Not happy. Uh, I don't know. Like, not a lot of heat. Not, I mean, aimless match. Like, there wasn't that much in the way of good spots. Um, story I don't really care about. Like, Hernandez, I don't care about Porno. I do, but I didn't expect him to win this. And we've already seen Cage fight Puma. So, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I was just not feeling this very much. I did two and a half. Gotcha. Uh, Jake, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm with Jenny. I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. Uh, yep. Didn't like it. I feel like it was very thrown together, like throwing the stip on it. Like, I honestly would have rather them just give him the, the title shot, like in the segment earlier, like have him intimidate Dario or something would have been better than this. Cause you're kind of like, I mean, Cage is like super legit in this. Like, I don't know. And they didn't give this any like created, like a commentary. They don't make it a big deal when he wins. They don't really make a big deal about the stip. Like, this should be a main event. This is like a huge match to see who's number one contender. I mean, the stuff they did earlier, I thought it was okay. Like, I think Cuerno's selling on Cage's stuff is really good. Like when he hits him with the strikes, he's like flying everywhere. Um, Hernandez, the like torture rack slam thing he does is pretty cool. But then like once Marty the Moth ran in, I was like, yeah. and they kind of use that as like a reason of why Hernandez is able to steal it. And they just kind of do it and like get out of Dodge. Like there's no drama really. The commentary barely sells it. It was, I went two on it. It was, it's just disappointing because I feel like they're really for the most part good in the from what we've seen so far and like not doing this kind of shit like not do like things that should matter matter like not doing dumb shit like marty the moth running in it's like a distraction finish in a number one contenders match like they're usually pretty immune to this and don't go these kind of routes so when they uh -huh. do it's kind of it's a bummer yeah, it, it seemed, uh, uh, first of all, if uh, Puma, or not Puma, if uh, Hernandez isn't going to do the border toss, he just doesn't even need to be here. He didn't do that to finish the match, so uh, he's already on my shit list for not Is doing that. Is that his move. move? Yeah, it's awesome. He he does like a razor's edge, but he just kind of chucks the guy across the oh. ring. It's super awesome. Okay. Um, but he could have hit it on Cuerno for sure, so um, I, I don't think he quite could hit it on Cage. Um, but yeah, you know... There was a believability somewhere in there that, you know, Cage isn't going to get another title match. He's had multiple, you uh -huh. know, Cuerno mm -hmm. just had a title match, probably not going to win. They're mm -hmm. obviously building toward Hernandez. So there wasn't a ton of drama uh, mm -hmm. as well. So I think that kind of hurt it as, as well. It was kind of short as well. I don't feel like they gave it a ton of time. Wow. Um, so that, that also hurt it a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, I don't think the crowd is like super invested in any of these guys or more. Maybe they they are like us and realize that Hernandez was definitely going to win this and they're not super right yet. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'd, I'd go with Jake. I'd probably go too. um, definitely, definitely disappointing for sure for what should have been a bigger match for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll move from there. We get a interview interview with a Vampiro segment. Uh, he's talking to <laughs> our, uh, our new Vampiro uh, Springer show here. <laughs> his little talk show. <laughs> Um, he's going to talk to our new trios champs. Uh, he asked them how they feel about being champs. Ivelisse says it was, gr uh, feels great. And that when she took over as team captain, that's when they really hit their stride. Pretty much the rest of the interview at that point is just them fighting over who deserves the credit for the win. At the end though, they all agree that they may not like each other out of the ring, but when they are in the ring, they're all going to bring the fight and they'll do it together. So, uh, Jake, what do you think of this uh, interview with a vampiro? <laughs> um, it was entertaining. I like that they're establishing quickly, like, like not everything is going to be hunky dory just because they won the titles. Like, they still don't get along at all. Like, now they're just bickering over who's like the captain of the team and all this childish shit. Like, uh, and Helico with his, you know, like accent that you feel like you don't hear very often. <laughs> like, it's. He's I, I mean, I know. <laughs> right, right. He brags about his leap. Um, Havoc's voice, like, son of Havoc's voice kills me because there's no, so nothing cartoonish. we would expect. 
yeah and he sounds like so like proper and like like a professor like he's like well actually in reality i am you know? <laughs> it's just not what you expect from this like guy with this giant zz top beard with like a, a get mask on i don't know <laughs> odd that that's his voice but yeah i kind of dug it just and like Eva Lee's like trying to assert her dominance over her two cunt boys was so very good. Like I'm the captain. Uh yeah, I love how dysfunctional they are. It's great. Team dysfunction, there they are. Um, but uh Jenny, what'd you think of interview with a vampiro? Uh poor vampiro. He he asks like two questions and he's holding on to his little card that has the two questions, and even then he can barely <laughs> get the two questions out. Um so he he's just terrible at this. So it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I I really like them bickering amongst themselves. Like I I don't know. It it fits in with what they've got going on, and um, they're all a little bit right. You know, I mm-hmm. I thought Ivelisse really stepped up uh, in the back half of that match to to make them more of a team than they were, even though she was hobbling around. I don't know. She seemed like the heart of the team to me. So um, I would agree that she would be the captain, but she's also has a cast on her foot during this interview. So, I, you know, I don't know how much help you're actually going to be cap. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, but I we, do for, like- we forget to mention the, uh, the, what does she say? Uh, he's like bragging about the leap, his big dive. And she's like, oh, it's just a cross body. It's pretty basic. Cross <laughs> <laughs> that popped me. That was hilarious. She buried, she buried his leap. And he was like, Yeah, but it was the crossbody. Was- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I do like that they kind of acknowledge that they don't really get along, but when they're in the ring that they're a team and uh they are the champs and they're gonna be um they're gonna be together in the ring and uh continue to be uh great as the trio's champions. So I do like that little part there at the end where they kinda showed some uh Showed some uh, good team togetherness there, uh, mm-hmm. talking about it at the end. So I do like that. But he Havoc says that, and then Eva Lee was like, "I was just about to say that." And then they start yelling at each other, and the interview ends. So um, even when they act nice to each other, it still ends in a fight. Um, but we will go from there to our main event. It's going to be title versus career, Drago versus Puma. We start things out with another handshake, so a lot of uh, good sportsmanship tonight with the, with the handshakes before the match. Um, they trade strikes and reversals early. Uh, they then trade Hurricane Rana's uh, back and forth with Drago taking Puma to the outside, where Drago hits a twisting dive. Drago then puts the boots to Puma on the floor and gets him back in and continues to hit some big strikes. Puma then avoids a charge in the corner and scores with a big missile drop kick and a twisting dive of his own. Uh, back in the ring, uh, he goes for a pin, but only gets two. Puma then does a ridiculous springboard senton off of his knees from the top rope. Uh, he then goes for a charge in the corner, but Drago gets a boot, uh, gets his boots up on both attempts and then hits a corkscrew senton. Drago then continues with strikes and uh, looks in our locks in one of his crazy submissions. Back up more strikes and Drago goes uh, for a suplex. Uh, Puma then reverses it and hits a back fisherman delay suplex. Uh, standing shooting star only gets two. Drago then with another reversal hits a couple of big kicks and then a poison Rana. More kicks from Drago and a forearm from Puma before Puma hits a blue thunderbomb. Another strike exchange won by Puma with a trouble in paradise kick. 
Puma then takes Drago up on his shoulders uh, and accidentally takes out the ref. Uh, Drago is then able to transition out of that and hit a Canadian destroyer, but there's no ref to count. Hernandez then emerges and wrecks Drago with a pounce. Puma is visibly pissed and reluctant, or reluctant, reluctantly grabs uh, Drago and hits a sit-out curtain call, uh, and that gets him the win as the ref recovers. Puma then apologizes to Drago after and seems to be a little mad at Conan. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about what happens after the match. Drago then meets Dario in the e- at the exit of the temple, and Drago says they will meet again uh, before he returns to the fiery pits of hell. Um, but Jenny, what do you think of this uh, title versus career match? Well, finally we get a, a lucha, finally, with some fucking high spots and Puma being awesome and Drago being awesome. This was a fight. This is what I've been wanting to see in this whole episode. Um, I liked the match quite a bit. They have tons of chemistry. Um, but the Hernandez stuff fucking killed it. <laughs> and I knew that shit was going to happen. And it's annoying. I, I don't like it. Puma didn't like it. Nobody liked it. And I appreciate him showing the respect at the end of the match. Uh, I really hope this isn't the end uh, for Drago. <laughs> like, going to need some more of him. So I hope he comes back. Logan, I hope you can um, shed some light on that for me. But this was a finally a good match on a show that has been disappointing. But ultimately, the ending pissed me off. So I gave it the three stars. And I feel like we've ended the episode on a downer for like one of the first times that we've done this show. Because usually we're all pretty happy at the end of the night. And this is, like, annoying to me. I could be wrong. No, yeah, I mean, he Puma continuously gets, or even continues to get booked as kind of, it seems like he's a chicken shit heel, but he's, like, a super face at the same time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the booking still, uh, you know, he needs help to beat these guys for some reason, even though he's fully capable of doing it himself. Um, but we haven't seen that in a while, so. Um, definitely weird uh, that they kept they keep doing that. Uh, it would be nice to see him be a face champion that can overcome by himself. But uh, hopefully, we'll get there one day. And yes, Draco comes back. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, but uh, Jake, what do you think? Good to know. I have in my notes. I hope Draco comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he must have been uh, injured or something. So I, I guess he just needed some time to work. Yeah. I was wondering if, like, you know, the nature of this promotion, if a lot of guys, because obviously a lot of these guys are doing other things at the time, like yeah. if, you know, they have to kind of weave in and out because they have other commitments or they're going on, you know, going to other countries and working for a few weeks or something. So I thought maybe it could be something like that. Um, but yeah, the, between these two, it's like what I was saying earlier. Like, this is awesome. It's like there's good sequences, there's good spots, but it's all like chained together super well. Mm-hmm. I like how um, Drago looks super focused, knowing his career's on the line. Like, there's a huge spot for him. And man, this, the sequences here are just so good. Like, that Puma dropkick spot early just was so smooth. Um, the submission by Drago, I don't even know mm-hmm. what the hell that was, but it was sick. I don't even know uh, what to call his stuff. I just say a crazy submission. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like the way they ebbed and flowed, like when Drago fires up at that one point with the poison Rana, that was fantastic. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna reserve a little bit of judgment, and I'm hoping that they can stick this because I feel like this is all set up where this should be the payoff, like to all this Conan stuff. Because okay, Conan and Hernandez are boys or whatever. You know, is it's been this whole thing like is Conan really looking out for Puma's best interest? Puma should be pissed because he had to screw this poor guy that he respects out of his career, seemingly. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, you're getting to the point where now it's time to pay this off. Like, either, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Conan's going to turn on him and Hernandez wins the title or Puma over, he turns on him and Puma overcomes it or something. Like, you got to, to me, I feel like this match is where it feels like it should all be crescendoing. So, we'll see what happens. So, I'm going to reserve a little bit of judgment because... I just want to see Puma do something. Like he should start to get pissed off. Right now he's cost yes. this guy his career. Like we we got it can't just keep building like this. This is like a this should be like a turning point, I feel like, if they're gonna make this good. But I went three and three quarter because I am kind of I didn't the Hernandez interference here didn't hurt as much because I feel like it at least like goes with the story. Like and Hernandez is the number one contender, so he at least does have some affiliation who like some concern of who wins the title so i felt like it made sense like that we'll see where it goes and that'll that'll tell the tale but three and three quarter i thought the match itself was fantastic these guys were awesome together yeah i thought the match was amazing i'd probably go three and a quarter because the hernandez stuff does kind of hurt it for me but um i definitely understand uh if you feel the other way uh for sure um but yeah just an awesome match uh between two guys that like jenny said have a ton of chemistry with each other um all those great transitions that you were talking about jake um just a a bunch of awesome moves uh two really good guys um but yeah we'll, we'll see where the where the story goes going forward. I do think that this is kind of a shit or get off the pot kind of moment. Yeah. Um, it it kind of needs to, it kind of needs to wrap up either Conan needs to do something where he really sides with Puma and there's no more, you know, confrontation or any kind of uh, disloyalty or anything like that going on. Uh, or he kind of needs to turn on him and uh, kind of be Hernandez's manager or something to that effect. Uh, but yeah, something, this definitely needs to be kind of where this all crescendos to, like like y'all said. Um, but uh, Jake, I'll stick with you. What do you think of the this episode as a whole? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go like about. I went like six and a half on this one. The main event. This was like a case of the main event really saving the show for me because everything up until that point, I thought the number one contenders match was kind of lame. Um, Kill Shot Phoenix was a little disappointing, but the main event, which had a was a big portion of the show, um, I thought kind of carried it for me and uh, get some good Dario moments early in early in the, in the night, saying about the two two losers and a gimp and explaining the layup and all that absurdity. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jenny, what'd you think? We did have some good Dario stuff, mm-hmm. um, but the disappointing matches, um more annoying and like i said just the overall feeling uh coming off the episode not as super pumped as i normally am so i'm doing like a six and a half yeah i i i'd probably stick with six and a half as well i I might would even go six um the the match at the end was really good but a Mm -hmm. lot of the stuff before that was disappointing for sure um, I, we did get quite a few, uh, good Dario moments, uh, throughout the, all the scenes that he was in. So, um, it, it had its moments for sure, but, uh, I, I definitely think this is one of the more disappointing, 
uh, episodes that maybe may have watched at this point. And like Jenny said, it kind of had a not satisfying ending. So, um, or, or you know, if, if it pays off, it might be it might end up being more satisfying than it is right. uh, initially watching it. But um, yeah, it, it seemed at that point to kind of be a little disappointing based on uh, kind of what was what was on the line and stuff like that. So. Um, but we will uh, move from there to awards uh, match of the night. Um, I would probably go with just all of the trio stuff. You can kind of merge the matches together, but I would go with those two matches uh, back to back. But uh, Jenny, what would you go with for match? Yeah, definitely the trio stuff. Gotcha. Jake, what would you go for match of the night? I would agree. If we, if we count the total package package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, moment of the night, uh, I got to go with the Angelico dive. Uh, of oh, course. yes. Um, but uh, as Jake, was that what you would go with as well? Yeah, pretty much. And then winning the titles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that whole thing, for sure. Um, favorite cinematic scene, I'd probably go with the Black Lotus thing. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool and well done. Yes. Um, y'all yeah. would agree with agree. that. All right. Um, top three and MVP. Jake, who would be your uh, top three and MVP? This is tough. I might cheat and say my MVP is Team Dysfunction because it's hard to pick <laughs> one of them. And like, I feel like they're the clear MVPs of this. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh wait, are we doing? Do you yeah, say MVP? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm taking home the whole trio <laughs> as my winners of the date. I'm gonna go Drago because I thought he was awesome, and I will probably go. Hmm, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if anybody else really stood out on these. Because, um, like, some people I enjoy, like, look, I'll go Dario. He was entertaining. Yep. On He kind of carried the backstage stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Jenny, who would be your top three in MVP? Mine is exactly the same as Jake's. Um, the only other person I might have thrown in is Mac uh, for his performance during the trios match but yeah our team drago and dario um and i'll, I'll go with with our team dysfunction as my mvp yeah i mean as long as they're a team and they seem to team a lot and not just a random you know assortment of i mean it is a random assortment of, <laughs> they, they've been in a they tournament and have had multiple matches they're and champs they, now, they are so. the champs so yeah. I, I i will uh, i will allow it a close knit group of randos. Yeah, exactly. There like you go. our group chat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but they will also be my MVP. Um, I will uh, do Drago as well. I thought he was really good in that match and uh, in his uh, cinematic scenes. And he actually spoke for once, so we actually got words from the, the dragon. So um, I would. I'm gonna give. I'll I'll go with Dario as well. Sexy star, I probably could throw in there just because she got a big win. Uh, We might have not been super satisfied with it, but uh, she did have a big match uh, and a big victory. So, um, I mean, we we obviously aren't huge on Hernandez at this point, but he did get a big win and is the number one contender. So you could probably throw him in there as well. But uh, I will stick with the three that y'all came up with as well um, and go with Team Dysfunction as the MVP. Um, but we'll move from there to plugs. Uh, Jenny, what do you got? All right. So we have uh, new episodes of the Extreme Three Way Dance right here on North South Connection, going through the history of ECW. Um, we're going to have a new 
episode of exposition hopefully soon and then talking docs should be pretty new so um if you haven't caught up over the holidays with your listening get caught up because the new year is about to be hopping on no so and uh so listen up and find me on twitter x whatever uh and everywhere at jenny position gotcha uh jake what about you Yep, Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast, right here in the no-so. Logan, I'm um, holding you at gunpoint, and you're doing the pod with me. <laughs> <laughs> Until further notice. Uh, we are on the road to Vengeance 2003. Uh, Going to take one drop off for the holiday, but we'll be back in the new year. Um, hanging and banging with that one. Otherwise, we have uh, Highway to the Impact Zone, the Place of Your Nation Wrestling feed. We're, um, we're talking fuck Bound for Glory, right? That's what we're going to right now. Uh, yep. So I got that coming up and we did it recently did a YouTube roulette that was semi Christmas theme where we watched the entire show or what was it? The, uh, Oh, uh, six Oh five. The, uh, reunion. Re- the, yes. the reunion. A show I'm sure yes. you're familiar with. Oh, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, absolutely absurd. It was pretty much an old timers all get together. Um, and David flair, David flair was in there too. Um, but yeah, that was a ton of fun. Like you said, Highway to the Impact Zone, we were uh, we're building towards Bound for Glory 2006. Um, is a big show. Um, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it, but um, definitely a big show, a big big time for TNA. Um, it's their first pay per view on the road. Um, Kurt Angle is going to be involved for the first time, so um, definitely heading towards some big things with that. Um, y'all pretty much plugged all of my other stuff. Uh, who's next? Uh, the NXT pod should have. A, uh, a new episode coming up soon on the PlayStation Wrestling feed, so um, definitely check that out. Um, we discuss, uh, you know, probably a couple months worth of, of NXT TV and uh, a PLE somewhere in there as well. Um, but talking about where we think maybe people will go in the next year, kind of where they've been uh, in the year that is about to wrap up. So um, had a ton of fun talking about that with Andy. So um, we will um, we will see you. Uh, on the next time we have to tip, we'll see you. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>